Greetings and welcome to episode 18 of the Weekly Review, a weekly podcast for words about games where we talk about the games that we've been playing. I'm your host, Amy Kate Alexander, joined this week by Daffy Mooney. How are you doing? You good? Monday. You know what that means, <laughs> literally. <ladies> and gentlemen. <laughs> literally Monday right now. <laughs> yes, indeed. How are we all doing? I hope everyone's had a good weekend. Hey, great weekend. Very good. I got to annoy the shit out of you playing Among Us. Yes, you did. Fantastic weekend. You did. You did. You did. <laughs> yeah, you were the scorn. You were my scorn that night, Amy. I was. Night. I was my own scorn as well, because I, yeah. I had one good game and a fucking shitload of bad games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was there, but it was, as always, among, among us Saturdays, is always a great time for us all. A couple of hours just chilling, having fun, bitching each other, screaming at Ryan sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> screaming at each other. Screaming at each other. <laughs> Whoever's closing all of the doors. <laughs> Stop it Stop now! It. <laughs> <laughs> My character's just like me, a fat man who doesn't want to go walking far. And you're making him go the long way around to get to the doors. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then they'd and shut then you. Lock the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the nicest way possible, then you were a cow back to me that night. <laughs> that was the worst. I'm not even going to deny it. That was the but worst. It was fun. It was fun indeed, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it, it, was. it cheered me up considering I fucking ripped someone in half right in front of Phil. <laughs> it was just like, <sighs> and that was the second time I'd done that. <laughs> I was really funny that when I don't know if it was, I think it was Elenius who was literally smashy, smashy right that in front me. of me. So, no, I thought it was smashy who did that. Oh, no, I did Elenius. that in front of somebody else. Smashy yeah, had, a, had a bad night. In the next level, I think yeah. for us, yeah, for Smash just had a bad night in general. Like the yeah. the one the one game I did well in, <clears throat> I ran across a corridor, and then I was like, I walked into the big storage area, and I mm. and I was like, I ran in, and I was like, oh, actually, I'm gonna go the other way. But just as I turned around, I saw him stop at the fuel can, and I just went. I mean, I've got to do it for the memes, right? And I'm just trying to kill him and then run off. I got to do it for the memes. <laughs> the poor guy kept dying on the first round. <laughs> Every match, <laughs> and you just be in the in the lobby afterwards. Gone. Come on, guys, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> it was funny. Come on, like, seriously. <laughs> Come on. It was. Stop it. <laughs> Stop <Sorry>. smashing me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but we already did an Among Us video, it's, and a Game of the Year video where Among Us came up. So here, we're here today to talk about two games that I've played. Well, he doesn't play video games anymore. No. <laughs> no. no. Too lazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to make even make jokes about that, because he's definitely not too lazy. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't get this gorgeous belly of a physique without being lazy. <laughs> I just wanted it to be known that I said none of this. <laughs> Where my buzz cut? All him. Well. <laughs> said it all. Memories of me. We're right. We're here to talk about Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. And curious, I turned the page to get read the title of the game, even though I, you know it's like, what did I forget it? No, of course I didn't. Uh, and Curious Expedition Two. 
I got a code for Curious Expedition too. I feel like I should mention that. So they gave me the that game. That is the thing to do, apparently. They gave me the game, and then I played the game. And now I want to talk about the game. That's the deal, right? <laughs> That's the deal. <laughs> I believe so, Amy. I believe so, yeah. yes. Um, cool. I wrote in green pen this, this week in my Get Sherlock diary. My radiator collected it threw me off. <laughs> does that thing where it clicks on and then clicks off then clicks on and then clicks off because it's trying to maintain a constant temperature and it's just like just just warm my room <laughs> just warm my room i've got oh, i've got my lovely radiator on right now it's warming me up nicely stinky. <laughs> but the, the good thing is the snow is gone amy the snow is practically yeah, gone where oh, i live boring and then it's like oh it rains and it's like rain rain's just boring snow but then when the sun comes eventually, you're going to be like, oh, God, the sun, it's just boring. Well, no, the sun, I hate. I hate summer. I've never liked summer. <laughs> Do you like any I'm on record. Any season? I'm literally like sitting winter? here. I'm literally sitting here going, snow is awesome. <laughs> oh, guess, did you? Oh. Guess. Yeah. I misheard that. I think no, no, no. Rain is, rain is boring. When the snow goes away, that's boring. I like the Rain's snow. amazing. Rain is fabulous. I love snow. It washes I, all the crap away. I hate Summer, it's too hot. Never liked summer. I hate winter. I hate the snow. It's so Can't easy it. to just like turn the radiator around, wrap yourself up, and be like all cozy and 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 snug and warm yourself up. Summer, what are you gonna do? Even if you lie underneath a fan on your bed, naked under an open window, you're still gonna be too hot. Then and don't because, lie underneath and, the and, and, and because your window is open, all the fucking bugs and shit get in. And every night, I've got to fucking get the can out and be like, oh, there's moths everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't And I'm still not trap. colder. <laughs> so, what's the deal, Summer? <laughs> you should go out and enjoy, absorb the, the rays like Superman does. No, it's very good. Superman gets superpowers, right? I just go really red. <laughs> I don't even tan. I just go red. I'm either haven't caught the sun, or people stop at roads when they see me coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's summer. <laughs> I'm driving a traffic light here, and I'm stopping. <laughs> Come on, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's not cool <laughs> it's just my face man <laughs> super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury it's two games in one so there's like it's a port of the wii u 3d world game which is like it's a 2d platformer in 3d <laughs> So it's like a side-on perspective with like 3D worlds. So you can move like backwards and forwards in them as well as like, you know, left and right. Um, and then Bowser's Fury is like a proper 3D game where it's like you get full camera control and the, cam the default camera's behind you and stuff. Um, and that's new. That's brand new. So like they, yeah. they made that for this. Um, so I'll start with 3D world. Because I have less to say about it because I didn't play it for very long. Um... 3D World, she says, cutting through the footage, which starts with Bowser's Fury. Um, <laughs> 3D World <laughs> is is a very good platformer. Like, it reminded me of Sackboy. 
Like, and I know, like, there's Mario fans right now. You like about like burst through my door and be like, "You fucking what?" <laughs> Mario reminds you of Hold your horses. Pitchforks <laughs> and everything. The scene from The Simpsons. <laughs> hold, hold your horses. I just literally mean, like, in terms of the gameplay and the way, like, the levels and the and the map works. It's pretty yeah. much like it's the same as Sackboy. Now, obviously, Sackboy took that from Mario 3D Mario. World, but yeah. you know, I played Sackboy first, so go figure. Um, yeah, so it's like you go level to level, and in between levels, there's like an overworld that you walk around to get to the levels. And like every now and again, you'll find like a shop where you can, like, you go in, you don't buy anything, like, you just there's a big present and a small present, <clears throat> and you pick one. And if you pick the big present, shitloads of stuff comes out. And you're like, whoa, that's awesome. And and then the second time, I was like, oh, there's a little present here. I'll bet you the little present's got something really, really cool in it. And that's it's tricking you. It's reverse psychology. And then I picked the little present, and it was shit. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> what, is, what the fuck? <laughs> you overthought you over it, did you? Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's just that's that's the game. Like, there's tons of really really cool really well thought out really creative levels um yeah. that you can go through like it starts off like fairly standard for a super mario game um like well the princess gets kidnapped and then you have to go and no no it. what ha- well, what happens at the start of the game is there's um everybody's walking along it's mario luigi todd and peach and they're all like do 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 that's the animal crossing theme but you get with this and then, and then there's like a glass pipe like a see-through pipe like sticking halfway through the ground so mario and luigi fix it which turned out to be a great idea because then this little fairy thing flies out of it and then and then the fairy's like ah bowser's kidnapping all of us and then bowser pops out of the pipe and grabs the fairy and puts it in a jar and roars and then goes back and then Peach is like, oh, shit. And then she just falls into the pipe. <clears throat> and then everybody else jumps in. And, like, it... So all you get a cutscene where all four of them are flying through this pipe. And Peach is going first. And Peach is wearing her dress. And Mario is immediately behind Peach. Looking directly... You see where I'm going with this, right? Like, there's some logistics in this scene that I don't think Nintendo's really thought through for their family-friendly game. <laughs> Mario's got some view, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> as, as they're all flying off to this sunglasses on at the end. like, oh, damn. <laughs> or trying to get my, going to get my uh, magnifying glass. <laughs> No wonder Mario's eyes are open so wide. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you you land in this world, and then you just do like the first few levels are just like, hey, here's how you play Mario. Because like the big thing with Mario 3D World was it was the cat costume. Yeah. So like you know you get like the Tanuki leaf and and the the you turn into a fucking squirrel or a raccoon or some shit. I don't remember. I look right. I was a Sega kid, okay. And then like you get mushrooms and fire flowers and. <laughs> People smash food all right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but it added the cat bell, so you turn into a cat. Because, of course, mm. like, there's nothing more. And honestly, and I really like this game, but i got to get some stuff up in my chest. There is nothing creepier than finishing a level as Mario. And then what it does is, when you do the course clear thing, and he jumps up, and he goes, Yahoo! And then he goes, Meow! <laughs> and it's just like, oh, 
God. I'm never going to be able to hear that. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like the cat costume lets you, like, climb up stuff and... Yeah, like you can do a dash, which is like an attack, which is really weird because like in Mario you jump on things, but now in Mario Three D World you can literally just be like, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I'm assuming in the sequel he gets guns. <clears throat> um, and uh, it's it, but it's cool, it's fun, and then you but once you start getting into like the end of sort of the first world and the second world and the third world, which is as far as I played. Um, like you start getting some really interesting levels, like really, really interestingly designed. Like there's a shadow level, um, which uses like shadows quite in in a really interesting way. Like you're running along, and it was like, oh, there's a shadow of a star, which is like the optional collectibles, but it's not in front of me. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, and then you like you you look around, you run, and then it turns out like if you run towards the the thing, it's like there's a whole area <laughs> which you can tell. And then at one point you go into a door, and it's like you are running across the shadows and stuff. It's really cool. Um, and there's a lot of stuff like that, and like there's a ghost level with a booze, where it's like, oh shit, like they keep tricking you. And it's like, oh, look at the, the flag. I finished the level. And then you hit the flag and then it goes poof. And then a bunch of bees bust out of it and go, ha, 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 dickhead. They literally say that as well. And then, um, and then, and then you're like, why I order? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's Super Mario 3. That's the first half of Super <laughs> Mario 3D world. <laughs> Like I've seen um, a couple of the like people play it and everything like that. It's very colorful, beautiful. Oh yeah, art absolutely. It's very yeah. sexy. I won't lie. Very sexy art style. Uh, pun not intended with what Davey told us about the opening. <laughs> like that, but no, yeah, it's a it is a very visual, beautiful game. But it also looks like it's a game that's very co-op heavy. I'm just thinking it, but I'm just thinking, should I maybe get it? First, I have to get my Switch back from my nephew. But yeah, yeah, get my get my Switch and maybe so, yeah. rent it. You may give go at it. Yeah, we could do. I mean, I enjoy playing it. Um, like it, you might enjoy even more playing it with with people. That's yeah, all. like there is a. It's like one of our players. Like the co-op in Mario Three D World is again. I ain't playing it. I'm pretty sure it's literally just like because there's, there's four characters, right? Yeah. So like you just pick a character and you just do the platforming, and that's it. You just do the levels. Um, in, uh, in like obviously going to Bowser's Fury like in a bit, but in Bowser's Fury it's literally it's not great co-op. It's like that weird here three-year-old <laughs> take the controller and be a part of this game. Yeah, in a very meaningless way, but like that you where you get to like participate kind of thing, or it's like you know you but you take control of of the one of the other characters and like literally all they can really do is fly around and occasionally like panned question mark blocks to get you items but you can just direct them when you're playing single player um which is a shame because it's like i'm like spoiler alert bowser's fury is amazing <laughs> like it's the, my favorite part of the game um but yeah like it does like, i could see why it might seem like it's quite co-op heavy um, the thing about 3D World that I don't know if co-op co might solve it just because I'll be having fun because we'll just be goofing around because that's what we do when we play games together. But, like, I don't really like 2D platforming in a 3D environment. <laughs> like, side-on <laughs> platform. Because, like, you can sort of control the camera later on, but only, like, you. so it's like, if you imagine it's side-on, you can, like, yeah. turn it f 
to an angle, <laughs> like a bit. Um, but for the most part, it's side on in a three D world, and like, but it's a three D world on a two D screen. <laughs> so like, I'm like, depth perce- perception is difficult. Like, I've enemies are coming at that. me, and I'm like trying to throw fireballs, and it's like I'm missing because it's like, well, like, it's hard to judge. Or like, you're like, I'm gonna jump on this Cooper, and then you just jump over them, and it's like, oh, oh god. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. So it's like, in, in the 3D world sections, it's like, it is a really good, really good platformer, but it is just yeah. like, ah, oh, <laughs> this isn't as tight as, like, 2D Mario. That's a shame. Which I really love. I, like, I love 2D Mario. I didn't grow up with it, but, you know, I came to it late. I really liked it. Uh, there, there's Captain Toad levels in the game, which I forgot about. This is where Captain Toad comes from. Um, I love them, but I loved Captain Toad the game that they released following 3D World. Oh, yeah. um, so, like, more, please. Can we have a sequel of that next? You already ported it, Nintendo. Yeah, it, that's the thing. What I've noticed, isn't it? Like, they port a game, and then soon after, a sequel is announced. So, I like, um, oh, what was it? Uh, that Mario creating game. Mario Maker. Mario Maker. Super Mario Maker. That got ported and then number two was announced like a year afterwards. So yeah. If this does well, I can see it getting an out I can see uh Toad getting a sequel and everything like that. I know so because I like Captain Toad. Like it's a really good puzzle game. And it's nice when you like come across a Captain Toad level in this. Well it was for me. Yeah. Because I was like, Yeah, let's go on an adventure. Like that's what he says. Um and, and I really, really like those puzzle yeah. levels. Quite a bit. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. Let's talk about Bowser's Fury. Which is good. fucking brilliant. <laughs> what a surprise. Like, oh my god. Brilliant. It's fucking great. Like it's a it's like a full 3D sort of world, right? So it's not like I was just describing, it's like you got full control of the camera, and it's like it takes the 3D world game. Mm. Which is this is gonna sound weird considering it's called 3D well, but it's called 3D well because it was originally a 3DS. <laughs> like the, the the 3D world franchise was like a 3D game on 3DS where you could like have the 3D on, on the 3DS. Um it takes the 3D world and game and makes it 3D. <laughs> so like it's the same mechanics, it feels the same to play, it's got all the same sort of power ups, and it's the same sort of like world design, character design, level designs, but it's just it's just blown out into this big 3D world that you get to just explore. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> like, is this like really cool it. experiment like that they just added to a port of a game, which they didn't have to do. They could have <clears throat> ported a 3D world to Switch. Yeah. And everybody would have still been like, this is great. But they, they did this other thing. And this other thing is like the reason why I love this game so much. <laughs> And played it for an entire Saturday in my pajamas. It was fantastic. You had a pajama day. Very a good. Pajama, 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 pajama day. Um, like the 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 putting for me personally, like taking the game away from sort of like the fake two D ness, um like of the side on perspective and making it a proper 3d game like fixed what i didn't like about 3d world 
because it gave me like the full control of the camera. So all of a sudden, I felt I was like I was in more control of it, and I could like platform yeah. properly, and I could like aim. <laughs> like it was great. Like I used a fire flower, and I went plop plop, and I actually like knew where I was shooting more or less. Um, but it's great. So I can the the. The, the conceit? That's not right. The the premise of Bowser's Fury is like, it's pretty much the same intro, kind of. <laughs> it's just Mario, except it's just Mario. Mario's just like, do, 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 do. it's the Animal Crossing theme again. And he's just walking, <laughs> walking along, minding his own business, but like a portal just like explodes in front of him. And he just gets sucked through this portal. And I'm starting to wonder if this is like how all Mario games just start. Like, just minding your own business. Da, 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 da. And then he just gets sucked through a portal or fall into a pipe. Into a pipe. Um, and then you get to this other world and it turns out Bowser's like been infected by some kind of weird dark sludge stuff. And he's oh, fucking yeah. huge. And he's mad as hell. And, he, and he's gonna just be mad and that's it like it's just it's weird <laughs> like so you team up with bowser jr he's the the little co-op buddy because bowser jr is like my dad's gone nuts <laughs> help <laughs> that's literally it and then you're like and mario's just like okay and then you go off and do that so like the you, you're in this big world of like different islands and all the different islands are like levels essentially but again blown out into sort of one seamless world yeah. that you can just explore at will um and then in the middle of this like lake ocean i don't know whatever like is bowser who like rises up from the black sludge very slowly and then he's he'll he'll start spinning around and then he rises up and that's like every time he gets to the top and then it starts raining and like there's fire and stuff and then he just comes out and just starts wrecking shit for a bit until you either find a catch thing, which is like the collectibles that you're looking for which will send him back into the thing or he just gets bored and wanders off that's he does that too like if you don't find one he just gets bored and goes all right cool and <laughs> see ya <laughs> But, um, See you so, later, alligator. So, like, while you're exploring this world and doing all this stuff, like, every now and again, like, Bowser will just be like, fuck it, I'm gonna fucking wreck some shit. I just <laughs> finished watching Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> and he watched the Godzilla versus Kong trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, you keep having that sort of gameplay loop. And as you're collecting these cat shines to keep unlocking these giga bells i believe they're called so like mm. when you get like five you unlock one and then 10 and then 20 and then 40 and then 50 um and when you unlock one and then bowser turns up you go through it and you collect it like it's a collectible and then mario becomes a giant cat <laughs> i need to clip some of this podcast out of context and just put it on twitter so mario <laughs> becomes a giant cat and then you have a big fucking kaiju battle <laughs> with bowser <laughs> and you just have to keep beating him and then eventually you, you beat him enough to win the game. That's it. <laughs> Spoilers. But like once you get to 50, like you, you do the final boss fight. So like as you're collecting more and more shines, like the, the Bowser wrecks the world sections keep happening faster and faster until yeah. you get to the point where it's like the last few. It's literally like you are trying to collect these shines in this world while Bowser is just nonstop trying to kill you. <laughs> Which you'd think would be annoying, but it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> Which is like, I'm trying to do this platforming, and Bowser's just laser-breathing everything, and it's like, oh, come on, man. 
<laughs> Give me a second. What are you doing to me? <laughs> but um, like yeah, there's a hundred shillings all together in the game that you can collect. So once you do the, you do the fifty, and you know Baza gets fixed, and then he's, like, <laughs> and then there's this really cute cutscene that I won't spoil at the end. But then like you do the credits, and then after the credits, Baza Junior's back, and he's just like, yeah. So my dad's turns out my dad's still really angry. <laughs> And it's just the, the weakest justification for you've left some stuff behind. Do you want to go and get it? <laughs> but we can't take out the, the core gameplay element of Bowser being really mad and turning up every now and again and wreck some shit. Um, so it just continues. like <laughs> Very good. Um, and you can what? go back. And I did for a bit. I, I got like 79 out of 100 shines. But this is one island. I just I fucking hate it. <laughs> So much. And uh, always do that, like always give you a level where you're just like, oh, for God's sake! It's Nintendo. called Rolling Roller Island, and it's like it's like platforming, but all the all all the the platform sections like rotate, so you've got to oh, keep yeah. like running around them as well as going across them and stuff, and like you get attacked, and this is all thing I don't enjoy. You know, I keep getting really close at the end and then falling off, and it's just like I won't do this anymore. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's really good. Like each island generally has a lighthouse, so you you sort of complete the level, yeah, collect a shine, and it unlocks the lighthouse, which is cool. And then like, there's usually like, there's usually like five tokens, like cat tokens, you can collect at various intervals in the level. And once you collect yeah. all five, that's the second one. And each island generally has those two things. And then beyond that, there's a bunch of different challenges. Um, so, like, there'll be, like, a button. And if you grab stomp the button, it's a combat challenge, um, for example. So, you're, like, you just got to beat all the enemies. Um, or there'll be, like, a Shadow Luigi that you've just got to chase and defeat. Um, my favorite one, which was also really infuriating, is there was, like, a level where it was, like, it was, like, invisible platforming. <laughs> It was really, really oh, yeah. cool. So, like, there's a shine right there, and you run up to it, and you're like, this is going to be the easiest thing to get ever, and then it's invisible wall. Um, so, like, you can sort of see, like, if you imagine, like, Mario, you can sort of see, like, this much of, like, a platform around you. So you've got to, like, carefully, like, platform while also there's enemies throwing stuff at you. It's great. I love that, like, there's tons of cool challenges like that that I really enjoy doing. Um, Fantastic. And the kaiju boss fights are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like it's just typical Mario greatness. And that's what you want, basically, in the day. They always switch it up enough to where they just like, how are they doing this? Just It's just good. 3D, plat- 3D type, they do great. The platforming type, they do it great. Yeah. like 2D slash 3D platform type thing, they still do it overall great. And it's yeah. like, Matt McCartney, they do it great. Golfing, they do they it do great. It. It's football, it's fantastic. Like, Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's like, it's not like Super Mario Odyssey or like 64 or Sunshine or whatever. Like, it's, it's very much just like, it was an experiment in like a game, making a specific type of game and a specific type of gameplay loop. Like the experiment was in like, hey, Bowser's gonna turn gonna turn up every now and again, and and he's giant and you can't fight him, so you've just got to avoid him. And sometimes you can even use him to to break special blocks on the on the map to find more shines. Um, and like, how do you deal with that? Like, yeah. like I don't think they could have made a full like however long Odyssey took 
to to finish length game out of out of Bowser's Fury. Um, I think it's kind of like it's it's about three or four hours if to finish to to hit the credits and probably double that to finish it. So that's why three uh, D Mario worlds with it. Yeah, like yeah, so. yeah, it makes it like it makes sense. Like as it being its own, it's it being an add on as opposed to its own thing. But you know, it, it also makes me really excited for the next proper 3d mario game yeah it's like oh yeah 3d mario games are amazing <laughs> yeah you gotta think there's gonna be there's another one coming will we hear about it this year possibly who knows i hope so um because like i say i really enjoyed i really enjoyed i think i think if we hear a date for zelda we'll 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 see something from mario like, i think it, that's when that'll happen odyssey was amazing so and this was this was brilliant too and Bowser's Fury is a new game, so I get to put it. I get to maybe put it on my game of the year list at the end of the year. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Um, but yeah, it, it isn't a long thing. Like again, when you add it in with 3D World, which is, I don't know how long that would take to complete because I didn't, and I probably won't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've like seen sort of like eight to ten hours be like the ballpark for like finishing 3D World, like when people are talking about it. So like the whole package is probably. Like fifteen hours to maybe twenty hours if you decide to hundred percent Bowser's Fury, which or longer pretty if you decide decent. to hundred percent three D world as well. Like there's yeah, that's a lot pretty there. decent. That's pretty decent though, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, there's a lot there, which is cool. Um I definitely don't think I'm gonna go hundred percent Bowser's Fury though, because I just don't have the patience for rolling roller island. Um shall we? move on to the next game why not why not so the next game curious expedition 2 uh which is i wrote it down it's a roguelike exploration game which is a bit indiana jones-esque it's like set in like the 1880s um and you're an explorer um and you like you explore procedurally generated islands like to look for treasure um well you complete your missions but you're always looking for treasure so like that's the main thing you do or you might be like looking for the the missing explorer or find the golden pyramid or like do basically it like if you imagine like pulpy adventures you know what i mean like that's the kind of thing that you're doing um wow my handwriting is terrible (laughs) um and that's it that's that's the whole sort of game there's a story to it which is interesting i always find it interesting and roguelikes try to do stories because like not everything's hades <laughs> to put it to put it really bluntly not everything's hades and if you don't really adapt your story very well to a roguelike environment like it's not gonna work very well because like you know in a roguelike you die and you go back to the beginning <laughs> If you die, so don't die because you're trying to progress the story. Hades handled that really well, whereas not a lot of other games do. But in Curious Expedition 2, it's fine because the story is very meh. That's the exact word I wrote. It, it's very meh. So I got through like the first two acts of um, Curious Expedition 2's story. And... I'm going to try and recap what I remember of it. 
there's a woman who is a, in a treasure explorer person and you find something cool and you touch it and it blows up and there's a purple fog and I remember that because it's also a gameplay mechanic <laughs> in the game not necessarily because of any story like ish implications and then the island disappears and then she goes off to, to sort that out and then you are just another character who is an adventurer who goes off and explores islands and every now and again helps the woman you meet up with her at some point some some lizard people got really mad at me because I kept desecrating their shrines <laughs> by accident. Um, some more stuff happens. She goes off and disappears. You got to find her. Um, that some woman is in it at some point, and and she's like your rival, but like not in a friendly way. Like she legitimately tries to kill you a bunch. Um, and that's all I remember of the story. Well, that's not good. Um, not for, not if you really want to play a game for a story, like not really. If you're just for a, well, yeah, <clears throat> if you want just for a story, you want to play something else. How about how, okay? But obviously, its main mechanic is roguelite. I'm guessing. Yeah, so it's got some it does some interesting in stuff in the gameplay, and some of it's good, and some of it's not so good. The um, like the exploration is fun, like exploring procedurally generated isle like islands because that's the main thing that you're doing like in between these big huge expansive sort of story missions right like yeah. you're just picking contracts basically so like fi like i said find the golden pyramid or like find the missing explorer or something and then it just takes you to an island and then you're just exploring the island so you've got your party of adventurers um you like you build as like time goes on like you recruit people at the tavern in paris which is like the place you go in between missions and and it's pretty cool to just like explore an island and sort of like tell i guess tell your own story it's like the thing like the thing with the, the lizard people who got bad at me it's like i know i made it as an offhand comment but i remembered it because it was something it was stuff that i did like like I I went to a tower I went to a tower like a treasure place and I fucked with the altar with the treasure on the altar and and didn't think about what I was doing and then the fucking cool thing collapsed into a chasm that was huge and the locals really didn't like that and then I found a a statue head with like a um with like obviously had offerings around it and I was like oh I get it like they they've left offerings to the gods here and it would be a terrible idea if i took all of this stuff because i imagine it would make them mad and they already hate me because i just made a giant hole in the world but then instead of pressing cancel i press take all of <laughs> and then like they got even madder and then it's like oh like cool at that point they started hunting me <laughs> so i had to start fighting them and eventually i just went you know what fuck this shit then if you want to fight me i'll fight you and then just like rip my shit off and just fucking start <laughs> killing all these locals but um it's like that's cool it's an interest like that specifically is an interesting sort of risk reward mechanic where it's like you can take the treasure and that will benefit you in when you go back to Paris and you get to sell it for all of these resources. 
or like you can not do that and not piss the locals off, but then be able to like talk to them and maybe get a quest from them or be able to rest at their village <laughs> because resting in this game is really important. Like, because you move with sanity and when you run out, bad things start happening when you try to move. So if you rest somewhere, you can regain it. Um, and also you can trade with the locals and stuff like that. Um, so like that, that's really cool. Like you find like a waterfall, which is a place you can rest at and you could rest there. And then as you do so, like character interactions might happen between members of your party where there'll be like this brief interaction, but that will also have a gameplay mechanic where it's like these two characters became friends. So they're so like just their sanity is higher or their attack is higher when they're together and stuff like that. Um, people can get mad at you and leave the party <laughs> in the middle of adventures, as it turns out. Like, they, they'll just storm off and, like, you're not the only boat, <laughs> like, at this island. Just That's like, very intriguing. You know, where did you know. go? <laughs> like, what did you do? Did you did you go nice? I'm, like, I'm sick of murdering these people for you. I am now leaving. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's like, the, like that is... So it's like a loyalty mechanic, where it's like, if you do certain things, like, the loyalty will go up, like, when you level them up. So, like, when you get XP, it's, like, it's a universal thing, not a character-specific thing. So once you get enough XP, you can level up one of the characters, right? Rather than, like, leveling up your party, or, like, a character has their own XP bar. And when you level them up, their loyalty goes up. But... And, then, and, like, sometimes their loyalty can go up based on, like, decisions you've made and stuff like that. But sometimes the loyalty of certain characters would just go down for no reason, and I can never figure out why it was happening. And I didn't know whether it was you something... You would have done something, game. I mean, let's admit this. ...degraded over time. But it's, like, it's a mechanic that really is kind of annoying <laughs> at times. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, your loyalty's gone down to one out of four. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but if it goes down again, I'm going to have problems. <laughs> Um, well, that seems like they've got a they've got a little bit of just a balance issue to need to need. They sort out that balance. It sounds like they've got a really good mechanic behind them. Yeah, like different characters that you can recruit can can like can like give you different stuff. Like, so you can have like a thief, like a street alley rat or something. I don't know what they call them, but it's basically a thief character. And on top of giving you different dice in combat, and I'll talk about the dice in combat in a minute, the um, like they give you the ability to be able to steal. So like you you can attempt to steal from characters, locals, basically anyone who's got stuff. Um, and it's like a dice roll check, and if you pass it, you can steal something with no consequences. Um, you can have like healers who can like heal your characters inside of combat. You can have like marksmen who can use guns really well, or you can have like people who can use like fight really well. You can have a dog character um, accompany you who like every like twenty five days of, like traveling can, will like just randomly find food. Like they'll kill yeah. an animal basically. Um, so there's all sorts of like different ways you can like build out a party, which I thought was really like really cool. Um, like again, the character sort of selection and the way they can interact with each other is really cool. Um, and the exploration is really cool. But the combat's not great. <laughs> um, for a rogue like that's kind of its bread it, and butter. You would hope it's not. It's not as big a deal as you might think. Like you can go through entire islands in this game without ever fighting. 
like sometimes like if you can keep the locals on your side if you can avoid like say the roaming beast for example like say there's like a hyena roaming around you can avoid it um and not fight like i've i've played the game where i've done islands without ever fighting um and it's just been like a pure adventure game um but when you get into fights and you do need to get into fights in the main story <laughs> Um, when you get into fights, the combat's weird. It's and it's kind of by design, and I kind of see what they were going for, but also, oop, I don't know if that was necessarily the right move for 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 this game. So like, characters have dice basically, and depending on the type of character, it will depend on the type of dice that they've got. So. A character who's good at melee will have like a lot of red dice. A character who's good at healing will have a lot of green will have a lot of blue dice, sorry. And then like this green dice, which is support dice. And when you're doing stuff in the world, you're rolling these dice and the colours the colours matter. So like when I was talking about thieving before, like to pass a successful successful thief check, you your thief will roll all of their dice. And mm. like two of them, let's say, need to come up as green for you to be successful. Yeah, that's cool, right? Like you can have tonics and and items that can like add extra dice to the pool to like to help you basically, um, and that's really cool. But in combat, it works similarly but different. So characters have moves. Um, like a healer will have a healing move and maybe a, a move that gets rid of like poison or stun or any kind of debuff or status effect, and like. The, the character who's like, you give the... Because you can equip weapons to them. Like, character might have some some swords that will do an attack. And at the beginning of each round of combat, you roll all the dice. <laughs> right? You just roll, like, every character's got, like, two dice. So, you, like, say you've got five characters, there's ten dice, right? So you just roll ten dice. And then, like, their colors will come up of the moves. Or a blank will come up because there's blank signs. And then you've got to work with what you get. Right? So, yeah. like, you can have great rolls where you get loads of cool, like, synergy-like things that can, you can use really well in combination with each other. Or you can get really bad rolls and have, like, doth and have, like, shit, basically. And you can re-roll dice once per turn. Um, so, like, you can just choose to re-roll all the blank dice to try and get them to come up with something. Or, like, if you see them, if you're like, I don't need that dice, I don't need that dice, like, I'll re-roll those and see if I can get something. But that's generally a bad idea because... If you're rolling dice that have come up as something, and then you re-roll them and they come up as nothing, you've just made things worse. So that's generally something you never do. Um, the enemies don't follow this dice rolling pattern. So, like, if you're fighting an enemy who has two, who does two attacks every round, right? It's got two attacks. It will do those two attacks no matter what you do. So it's not constrained by the same thing that you are. So, like, sometimes fights can be a breeze because you're rolling really well and everything's going going really well. Sometimes you'll get fucking destroyed <laughs> because your enemy is consistently attacking you every turn. And you can't necessarily do the same. Because they're playing... It's essentially they're playing one game, which is like a standard turn-based RPG, and you're playing an entirely different game against them. 
You're playing at the end. Yeah, you're playing with dice. <laughs> like, yeah. colored dice. Like, a, a simplistic version of a D&D thing. And it doesn't quite mesh together all that well. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, like, that's because if you think if they were... If they had the same dice thing, then it, it would have... It would probably would have fixed the balancing issue. Yeah, like if, if if they were rolling, if the enemies were rolling dice as well, it could fix the balance issue quite well. Um, because the dice idea is a really interesting idea, and it it it's it's really cool, but also like in combat, it just it just doesn't mesh very well. Like, you can boost one character's move with another dice, so like. Mm butterfly attack right like it's a green dice and and it does six damage let's say but if you take another green dice and instead of using that move you can use it to boost this attack and it does an extra nine damage so i'll do 15 damage altogether instead of just yeah. six like so that's really interesting because it's like even if you get something that you that's not useful you can still potentially use it to power up a different attack um and there's a lot of different sort of moves you can you can do that can have some really interesting status effects later on. Like you can have an attack that if you boost it will also heal your character, for example. Um, but then you get into a fight with like like I had with this abomination creature, like it, it was called an abomination, and its second attack was did fifteen damage, healed itself for fifteen. <laughs> like it was like. Every single round, it was healing. It was damaging fifty and healing fifteen. And it's like if I'm not outpacing that, then things are getting progressively worse for me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, and it's hard to outpace that damage when I can't consistently. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do much damage at all per round. And sometimes I can't. So, like, I was in this weird fucking fight of attrition where it was like I should be able to. <laughs> easily defeat you but i can't because you just healed more than i've been able to do in like two turns like and then it turns out you kill it and it, it respawns because it's it's a weird abomination thing and it follows you across the map <laughs> <laughs> you have to run like hell <laughs> yeah it seems like yeah there's some balancing issues there like like they get like what you said, they've made two combat systems for the villains and for for you, and because they're strained to just a normal turn turn based RPG, they can easily slice and dice you quite simply. Yeah, but you're restrained to the look of the draw, basically. Yeah, and like sometimes the look of the draw can flip it entirely in the other direction, where it's just like I get like fantastic synergy off of all the dice, and it's like the fight's over in one round. Like, because I've just been able to obliterate everything in front of me. And, like, as you level up, you get more dice, basically. Um, so, so it what? Can... Go yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, no, no. I was going to ask, so what would... So, what would you have preferred? Would you have preferred that the enemy had the, was under the same rules as you, or would you have just preferred a normal turn-based RPG? No, like, a normal turn-based RPG, like, it would have been fine... But I don't know. Then, then it's like, well, just a turn-based. It's RPG. just turn-based RPG, and then it's yeah. like, well, what about the dice in the other? The dice rolling in, like finding loot and finding treasure, or like avoiding traps, or like doing anything outside of the combat, because that stuff is really good, um, yeah. and is really interesting. And and like, yeah, it's like, I w if the enemies just like were rolling dice for their attacks as well. 
that would be great. Like, even if it, there was a turn where the enemy is completely freaking just, like, critical hit in me. It's like, at least yeah. I know it's still level, right? It's still a level playing field. Yeah. And like I said, there's times where I've been able to flip that on its head and wipe everything out in one turn because mm-hmm. the dice came up good for me. Um, but, yeah, it's just a bit more... I don't even know if necessarily balanced is the right word. Um, if everything was just a bit more even, I think. Like, What's, yeah, I know that's a synonym, it, but yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think basically they needed to make a choice, and they've tried. They basically said try to let's try and do both worlds, and both worlds are not meshing properly, like. If you're incredibly lucky and you're getting those, like what you said, the gate, those, sometimes the dice roll can literally obliterate the enemies with one hit. But then sometimes it's just like, oh my God, why won't you just give me what I need? Yeah. Type of thing. While they're just like, yeah, it's like, oh great. Like, ah, stop stabbing me. Ah, stop stabbing me. Look, I don't have any good. Ah, stop it. Ah, God. Yeah. <laughs> just give me what I need. Like, the enemy's just like, stop. Why are you hitting yourself? Stop hitting yourself. It's just like, oh man, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's the thing about it. Because if they went to normal turn based RPG, then they would fundamentally need to change the story up. Because yeah. that's the, sometimes the best thing about turn-based RPGs. They're backed up with, nine times out of ten, a good-ass story with good and int- intriguing characters that you that you get invested into. But uh, this one, as it has a not a good, really a very so-so mess story for you. Yeah, it's like I don't doesn't help. Again, I'm, I'm not, like I'm that weird person who is like I can play a game with a great gameplay and a bad and a or a mess story. I don't want to say bad because it's not a bad story. Like in a mess story, and be like, "This is great," but if you flip those the other way around, I'm just like, "This is bad." <laughs> like if it was a great story, but with mech gameplay, I'd be like, "This isn't great." Yeah. Um, like, yeah, like as far as the game goes, it's it's fine. It's pretty good. Like, there's it has a lot of the same roguelike trappings where it's like you have gold, which you use to spend in run in runs to get resources that you can use in those runs and. Like, if you don't use them, they get turned into, like, rewards at the end of the mission, which then goes into a separate currency, which you can use to buy permanent upgrades from, like, the different shops and shopkeepers in the in the in-between world in Paris, um, which is things like weapons and, and equipment and other permanent upgrades. Um, you know, it's, it's it, that's pretty standard. You know what I mean? You're powering up between levels. Um, when you go and select expeditions, um, like you've got the choice of one skill difficulty, two skill difficulty, or three skill difficulty, and the rewards yeah. get greater the harder it dis- you decide to choose a difficulty for. Um, so it's got like that's fine, like it's whatever. Like there's three different sponsors that you choose. You choose one sponsor at the beginning of an expedition and you give all your rewards to them and then that levels them up and then as the more you level them up, the the more rewards you lock that you can buy from them. So you can buy like spe- weapons that are specific specifically come from them or like companions that specifically come from them. Um 
and it's all it's all fine. Like it's fun to explore the world, but like every time you get into a fight, it's like, oh no, <laughs> how is no, this no. gonna go? Um, and then you do the main story missions, and they're like three times longer than the the expeditions and story stuff's happening, and you've got to fight these people now, and now you're in an underground cave with lava and stuff. Um, and these people will try to kill you, and it's like, okay, can I go back to doing the procedurally generated stuff, please? <laughs> please let me do this. Um, can I go back? Can I go back to just accidentally making an entire like population of an island disappear because I fucked with their, uh, I fucked with one of their autos, <laughs> and it was really creepy. <laughs> Nothing, like, bad initially happened. And then it was just like, there's nobody here. Like, you go to the village, when a place where you'd normally be able to trade and rest and talk to the chieftain and maybe get a side quest, and there was just no one there. <laughs> and you couldn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just like, oh, what have I done? Like, like I like when you mess with an altar, like, something really bad always happens. And it's like, I made a chasm. Like, like happen like the the purple fog stuff that like affects your sanity just erupted from the center of it in the massive plan. but like the one i felt the worst about and the one that was the like creepiest was the one that really didn't do anything it just made a bunch of people disappear and i was like this is the worst one because <laughs> this is just super creepy everybody's gone <laughs> not even They're dead wrong. everyone just disappeared and i don't know where they went <laughs> oh bless Oh man, it's cool. It's an alright game. Like, it's a bad by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. When I when I find a bad game, you'll know about it. Trust me. Look up the episode where I talked about Ramona Broken Porcelain. <laughs> well, I is, think that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Diary Two. retired for another week. I don't know shit. I don't know what don't the fuck we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> <laughs> Simple little nightmares, I guess. But, Two uh, different games, one opinion <laughs> for both games and everything. But I won't <laughs> lie; I'm I'm intrigued by this uh, the expedition one because of just what you're saying. Like, I'm very intrigued to see what the mechanics are like for it. So I've got it installed as well on my end. So I'm, as I'm off now for for a week, I might give it a crack. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, I can say it's worth a shot if you can play it if you want to play it if you have access to it like gave it a shot and obviously like bowser's fury like absolutely loved it like uh patrick asked me on twitter if it was worth getting for him because he'd played 3d world or Wii U. like don't ask me that that's a question i can't answer like i had never played 3d world so for me it was definitely worth it because i got the full thing as new like yeah. is bowser's fury itself alone worth the price <laughs> like of like a brand new Nintendo Switch yeah. game, I I I don't know. Like I don't know because it wasn't that wasn't how I experienced the game. Um, it was really great. Like it was really really great. That's the best I can do. Um, and yeah, next week we'll probably talk about Little Nightmares too. Yeah, um, Little Nightmares too, I would say yeah. And I've I I, I might play some early access games. Uh, for next week because obviously there's nothing like in the new releases that's caught my attention in any way you like to be yeah. like I want to play that um, it's a slow start right now but I have 
Rogue Legacy 2 and I have Ooblets and I've never played them. And I was like, okay, yeah. I want to give those a go. Very good. So I might do that. We'll see. Who even knows? Not even I know. I did not imagine. I like last. If you if you go back and watch the end of last week's weekly review, everybody, I was like, I'm not even going to play Mario. <laughs> like I didn't even mention it, and then and then it's like it's the headline game because <laughs> it turned up mir- miraculously. It turned up on launch day. <laughs> so like you know how like that never happens because the poster on my way is terrible. Like, it legitimately turned up on Friday. On the Friday. Dispatched on the Thursday. Arrived on the Friday. I played it on the Saturday. And I'm probably going to send it back on the Monday. <laughs> or the Tuesday. <laughs> Respect. Um, Respect. Unless you want to play it. In which case, we'll see. I might keep it. But, for a bit. Because I can do that. Um, but yeah, it's just like, who even knows what I'm going to end up playing? Like, I surprise myself constantly these days. Fabulous. That's well, let us know. Yeah. Well, let us know, ladies and gentlemen, if you've played the games and what you think of them. Um, uh, suge- if I'll well, sort this out. Any suggestions you think we should give a try? Let us know if we yeah. can. If we are able to, we will give them a try. And, a... Uh, we can't guarantee it and everything like that because obviously busyness. There's a few barren weeks. Like it's not just this this week coming up, but there's like a few weeks where there's just massive gaps in the schedule at the moment. Yeah. Like Hollow Knight might get announced as coming out in one of them, and then you know I'm gonna play Hollow Knight. But like, Amy's like, done for the weekend. I'm done. I'm done for that entire week. Yeah, <laughs> um, like we we won't even have her for Among Us. <laughs> if probably not, no. If um, like if you if there's like a 2020 game that you've seen. That you've liked, that we haven't tried, like give us a shout, and I'll add it to the pile, and maybe we'll, I'll go back to it when I get the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Summer's gonna be. I feel like summer twenty twenty one is gonna be really sparse <laughs> this year. Like I feel like especially it's gonna feel it even <clears throat> more because last year we had Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, and I feel like we're gonna get Ratchet in June, and I feel like nothing's gonna happen in July. I think this it's the first year of new consoles. That's what always happens in it. It's a very slow first twelve to eighteen months of the of their life cycle. They throw out a couple of sporadic titles. I feel like we get we'll like, get like a couple couple indies and and it's just gonna yeah. be like me and you are just gonna be like running a weekly review podcast, scrambling for games to play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we could go. Oh, excuse me. We could go like. Controllers got released, obviously, on the PlayStation 5 where it, with the new updates. Uh, I've been thinking of maybe going back to see it. I've been thinking of being... I've got Jedi Fallen Order installed, so I might, like, do a update review on that. Saying, like, Yo. I'm not, like, I mean, you can tell about Control on, on, on one of these podcasts when you play it. I won't be, because, like, I'm doing a, a retrospective on it at some point. So. <laughs> oh, just, I won't be going back to play it. I'll just sit there lie. and be like... <laughs> It's coming in an hour and a half long video. <laughs> but first, the other one I'm doing first. <laughs> yeah. You already took Mass Effect from me. <laughs> but it's cool because we're going to do a really fun podcast about it. Yeah, that, but I think that one's going to be the longest one we've ever done then. Maybe. This oh. one is if we don't stop talking. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So let's get out of here, Amy. Bye, let's everybody. Go. I need to eat and edit this podcast because it's actually Monday night. Bye!